Welcome to the Heal Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leona Allen, and I'm here to help you achieve more freedom in your health and your life. I'm the founder of Freedom Health Systems, and I've been a licensed chiropractor and wellness coach for over two decades. I've helped men, women, and children transform their lives by removing the physical, chemical, and emotional barriers to natural healing. Every week, I'll be taking you on a journey, a journey where you will discover the real truth behind what it takes to heal your mind, body, and soul. Allow me to be your guide as you travel this road to renewed health and a new life. It's time to make a deal with yourself to heal yourself. Please keep in mind that this podcast is for educational purposes only and not to be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. With that said, let's begin. The Journey to Healing Food Shopping Guide is your resource to making healthier food choices next time you go to the grocery store. Grab your copy today at HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Healing starts in the kitchen. Begin your journey to healing today. Go to HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Once again, that's HealthyShoppingHabits.com. Today we are going to talk about fasting. And I want you to have a better understanding of fasting because from where I'm sitting, I have seen it done more wrong than right. I strongly believe the reason for that is because many people don't understand the true purpose of fasting, what it is, how it works, and how it can be properly applied to their life, their health, and of course, their weight loss goals. I am a huge fan of fasting, and I have incorporated its various techniques in my life for about 10 years now, and to this day, I still continue to enjoy its physical, emotional, and spiritual benefits. Now, the term fasting is used loosely, meaning different things to different people. So to make sure we are on the same page, I'm going to start off by sharing the definition of fasting. Fasting means going without food for a definite period of time. I'll repeat that. Fasting means going without food for a definite period of time. The word fast comes from the old English word fasten, which means firm or fixed. When I first learned about that, I had to ask myself, what does firm or fixed have to do with fasting? And I thought about that. When you fast, it's intentional. It's a choice. You are making a firm decision to abstain from foods under controlled or fixed conditions. Think about it. When you make a firm decision, nothing or no one will turn you away from that decision. They are your terms and you decide specifically how you're going to do it and most importantly, why you're going to do it. And fasting is more than just not eating food. To fast takes discipline. It takes strength and self-control. And these are just a few of the reasons why fasting is so powerful. What the majority of people are calling fasting isn't complete fasting. It's more like food elimination. They are in actuality abstaining from certain foods, but can still eat whenever they want. This isn't considered fasting according to its definition. For example, 
and a juice fast. They are abstaining from everything but juices, but they can still drink whenever they want. There's no definite period of time that they're not consuming juices. In the Daniel fast, they are abstaining from certain foods for 21 days, such as meat, sugar, and alcohol, but they can still eat or drink whenever they want. So technically, this isn't a fast either. They are not going without food for a definite period of time. Conditions are put on what they can eat, but not on when they can eat. During the religious fast Ramadan, Muslims abstain from all foods and water from sunrise to sunset. Now, this is more of a fast according to its definition because they are not eating for a specific amount of time. Fasting is not to be confused with starving. It's not even close. Fasting allows the restoration of the body as it taps into its stored energy. The body is still eating. It's just using its stored energy to provide energy for itself. Fasting is a choice. And when you're ready to eat, you can eat. Remember with fasting, it's firm. It's fixed. It's something you choose to do. It's something you have control over. Now, starvation is a process of dying. This happens when food has been denied for a prolonged period of time and stored reserves are used up. Therefore, fasting is more intentional where starvation is not. That's the difference. Fasting is also not to be confused with calorie restriction. Calorie restriction is focused more on portion control and a pattern of reducing the average daily caloric intake while fasting focuses on the frequency of eating or the duration you go without eating. You also get the beneficial hormonal changes that happen during fasting, which don't occur in calorie restriction. In this episode, I will be focusing more on the physiology of fasting, and I believe you're going to be amazed about how this technique can be applied to your life to promote healing and weight loss. That's what initially piqued my interest. I started fasting to reverse my prediabetes and to lose weight. But once I experienced its benefits, I kept fasting even after I lost the weight. Because with regular fasting, I have not only managed to keep the weight off for over 10 years now, I continue to do it for its physical, emotional, and spiritual benefits. Understanding fasting and how it works is needed now more than ever. Somehow, the true purpose of fasting and how it was used centuries ago has gotten lost in the sauce, and it has become more of a fad or a challenge or something that us fanatic holistic doctors love to do, and we get labeled as crazy for doing so. The reason why fasting is needed so badly is because society as a whole cannot stop eating. Seriously. We eat when we wake up, we eat before we go to bed, and snack anywhere in between. We eat when we're watching TV, when we're driving, when we're working, when we're hungry, when we're full. We eat when we're happy, we eat when we're sad, we eat to celebrate, we eat to mourn. Our waking hours are literally revolved around food. 
And despite what we have been told by the food and diet industry, such as don't skip meals, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, snack between meals, eat your six to 11 servings of whole grain. The list goes on and on. And this advice not only has increased our waistlines, it's increased their profits. This is what happens when you eat. Every time you eat, food is broken down in the digestive system and is eventually converted into glucose. Proteins, fats, and carbs all increase insulin, but it's the carbs that increase it more than the proteins and fats. This increase of glucose in the bloodstream stimulates the release of the hormone insulin. Insulin controls glucose levels in your body. All cells in your body need glucose. Our brains, our hearts, our reproductive organs need glucose to function. So to be healthy, this system needs to be in balance. Glucose that isn't used immediately is turned into glycogen in the liver. This process is called glycogenesis. This is how glucose is stored for later use. The liver only has limited space for glycogen. So when the liver becomes full, excess glucose is then turned into fat. And this process is called lipogenesis. When insulin is high, glycogen and fat storage is turned on. When insulin levels are low, this signals the body to burn stored fat and glycogen for energy. To learn more about the hormone insulin and the role it plays in energy and fat metabolism, be sure to listen to episode 11 titled, How to Turn Your Body into a Fat-Burning Machine. Now, if you're eating all day long, you know, at least every couple of hours, insulin levels stay elevated, especially if you are consuming foods high in sugar and refined carbohydrates. This is very harmful to the body. The root of metabolic diseases such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, and high blood pressure is chronic elevated insulin. And when the body is in this state, it spends more time in fat storing mode than it does in fat burning mode. Therefore, weight increases over time. Glucose isn't the enemy here. It's the imbalance of glucose that's the enemy. Remember, your body needs glucose to maintain those metabolic functions that are keeping you alive. Now, some of you may be listening and thinking, well, if I go longer than two or three hours without eating, I begin to feel shaky and lightheaded and I have to snack in order to feel better. This is not a healthy response. This is a sign of poor glucose metabolism and is due to the overcompensation of insulin that brought your glucose levels too low. This happens especially after a high carb meal. Now I know you've been told to carry around snacks if this happens to you. Nine times out of 10, that snack you're carrying around is more than likely very high in sugar and carbohydrates. But because you feel better after you snack, you continue to repeat this vicious cycle over and over again. But if this is happening to you and your sugar does drop like that, that means you are more of a sugar burner than a fat burner. So your body is relying on glucose or carbs for energy. To correct this, process refined carbs such as white flour, cookies, pies, and granola bars need to be reduced, but start slow and then extend the time between meals and it will correct itself over time in most cases.
Now, let me go into what happens when we fast. When I'm coaching my clients and I start to tell them about fasting, I occasionally get some pushback because we've been told to eat every two hours and not skip meals. I get that. I used to believe that as well. But when I start to explain what is happening in the fast, they become very motivated. This is what happens. Several hours after a meal, the blood sugars and insulin levels start to drop. When the insulin levels start to drop, the liver starts to reverse glycogen storage. Remember, as the body processes glucose, glycogen is stored in the liver. And this is what maintains your energy in the short term, such as when you're sleeping. Liver starts to reverse glycogen storage by breaking down the stored glycogen into glucose and release it into the bloodstream for energy. And these glycogen stores are depleted in about 24 to 36 hours. Also during the fast, there is a spike in growth hormone. Now we know our younger people have an abundance of this growth hormone. This is what helps them grow and develop. But as we get older, this hormone is decreased. And these low levels of growth hormone is what leads to more body fat and decreased muscle and bone mass. But when you fast, you actually boost your own growth hormone. This is what's going to help maintain muscle and bone mass. So this is all happening in the first 24 to 36 hours of your fast. You're depleting your glycogen stores and increasing your growth hormone. The first couple days of fasting are typically the hardest, especially if you've never fasted before, but there are ways to work up to these more prolonged fasts. But just know it's the second and third day and beyond where the magic begins to happen. Because after the glycogen stores are depleted, the body starts to break down stored fat for energy. And I'm talking about all that fat under the skin and the fat around the organs. This is the fat that you want to burn. And when this happens, the body is now running on ketones and this is the preferred fuel for energy. The brain loves ketones. And once this kicks in, it's like a natural high. And when I get to this point of my fast, I have so much more mental clarity and I have so much more focus. And another thing about running on ketones is that they suppress your appetite and you no longer feel the urge to eat. So usually those first couple of days, you got to fight those urges. But once you get beyond that, it's a lot easier to continue. So what's great about going beyond the first 48 hours is that control that food used to have on you. It goes away. And that's why fasting has become such a spiritual or emotional benefit because you start to develop that self-control and that discipline that comes from being able to do this. And when you make it to that second or third day and beyond, this is the stage of deep healing and repair. During this stage, inflammation is significantly decreased. Your gut starts to heal. Tumors start to shrink. The immune system improves. When you're fasting, in order to repair and bring in new tissue, it has to get rid of the old tissue. And this mechanism is known as autophagy. And this is when the body breaks down and recycles old damaged cells and proteins and transform them into new and improved materials. 
And this is happening in the second and third days of your fast and beyond. So that's why when I'm coaching my clients, I try to encourage them and monitor them as they get to at least four days so they can benefit from that extra day or two of healing and restoration. Many of my clients found that by the time they get to that third or fourth day, it is easier to go beyond that because when those ketones kick in, they don't have the appetite anymore. They don't have that urge to eat anymore. They start to feel better. They start to look better. And those small wins is what encourages them to keep moving forward. Sometimes when I get to that fourth day, I don't want to break the fast. So I tend to go as long as I can. And so far, I have been able to go 10 days with just water. And every time I do a prolonged fast, I do try to go longer and longer. And I'm trying not to get too sciencey with all this. You know, I'm trying to share from personal and clinical experience. But my purpose is that you get the big picture of how it works because I want you to be interested in learning how to do this as well. This may be the answer you've been looking for, especially if you've been struggling with weight loss resistance or some other chronic health issues. Because there are many more benefits to fasting. Not only is it good for effective weight loss, but for healing many of the chronic diseases we see today. Type 2 diabetes, heart disease, autoimmune disease. These issues have been healed or managed with prolonged fasting. Other benefits include the management of gut issues such as Crohn's disease and irritable bowel disease, stabilization of blood sugar, improved energy and focus, clearing up skin conditions such as psoriasis and eczema. Also, fasting reverses the aging process, helping you look and feel younger. It can extend your life. It can strengthen your immune system, and it can also break those weight loss plateaus. The more you really understand fasting and how it works, the more you understand how to apply it. Because I found if nothing works, fasting is almost always the answer. And I've seen it as the most effective way to heal the body. When many people decide to embark on a new healing or weight loss journey, the first thing they think about is, what do I eat and how do I prepare it? But it's very liberating to just step back and think about when not to eat because sometimes less is more. So don't underestimate the power of fasting and how it can really transform your health and your life. Cause I know it has really changed mine. You know, let me just share a quick story about my fasting journey that I started about 10 years ago. And um, it was a process. First, I started by changing my diet by reducing those refined carbs and sugars. Then from there, I stopped snacking in between meals. So I was still doing three meals a day, but I wouldn't snack in between. Then I started going into intermittent fasting. And a lot of you may be familiar with intermittent fasting already. It's gotten popular in these last couple of years. In case you don't know what it is, Intermittent fasting is when you abstain from foods for a designated amount of hours. For example, 
when I started fasting, I worked up to an 18-6 schedule. That means in a 24-hour day, I fasted for 18 hours and ate in that six-hour window. So my window for a long time was between noon and 6 p.m. So that was the window when I allowed myself to eat. So this is what I mean by fasting not being calorie restriction. I didn't eat less. I just ate less often. So what I typically spread out throughout the day was just eaten in that six hour window. And another thing intermittent fasting helped me do was to develop that discipline and self-control that I needed for the longer fast. I did the intermittent fasting for about a year before I tried my first 24 hour fast. And then I started incorporating a 24 hour fast in my routine about one day a week. So I was doing intermittent fasting and then I had that one day of 24 hour fasting. And then I moved on to the four day fast. I did a four day bone broth every month and I did this for almost a year, I think, until I lost the 70 pounds. So it took me two years to lose 70 pounds. So this isn't quick or easy weight loss, but it's effective weight loss because I've lost the weight and kept it off. Fast forward to today. I still keep my diet low in refined carbs and sugars, and I still continue to do intermittent fasting. And once or twice a week, I will do a 24 to 36 hour fast, and I will do a longer fast as needed. Fasting is to be used as part of a healthy lifestyle, not instead of one. So when I'm not fasting, I'm making sure I'm eating foods that's going to help nourish and build my body. And this is how I teach my clients. I don't jump into fasting right away. I teach them about healthy eating habits. So you got to start slowly and don't jump into fasting or intermittent fasting right away. Start by eating low inflammatory foods. Start Start by reducing those refined carbs and sugars. Then after you reduce that, start to eliminate snacking. Stop snacking between meals or while you're watching TV, all this grazing and snacking on popcorn and nuts and chips. That must stop. And then when you're able to eliminate the snacking, then I would say move on to the intermittent fasting and build up from there. So for starters, start off with skipping breakfast or delaying breakfast. Some of you are eating in the morning and you're not even hungry. Learn to listen to your body. Go easy at first. Set a goal. And then you just build from there, exploring different fasting variations. Get clear on what you want to achieve and what you want to accomplish with fasting. And that'll help you decide on the type of fasting and how long you want to do it for. And then you find out what works for you and make it part of your lifestyle. This is part of creating a healthy routine. It's a process. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Let me just go ahead and share a few takeaways of what was discussed. Fasting is going without food for a definite period of time. Fasting is not to be confused with starving or calorie restriction. Fasting allows the restoration of the body as it taps into its stored energy. 
fasting techniques done properly can convert your body from a glucose burner to a fat burner. Fasting is to be used as part of a healthy lifestyle, not instead of one. Fasting is flexible and it doesn't cost you a thing, by the way. And fasting can save your life. Well, that's it for today. Don't forget to check the show notes for more resources. And until next time, go out there and achieve more freedom in your health and your life. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, seal the deal to heal by leaving a review, subscribing to the podcast and sharing with a friend. Thanks again. And we'll continue the journey next week.